Hello, and welcome to Good Old Fashioned Theology, where we talk about theology and drink old fashions. This is Lance Lucas. Uh, typically, this show does include talking about theology and drinking old fashions, but this one's going to be a little bit different. Um, it's a kind of a special episode as um, my wife, Paige, and I, we were um, invited to go speak at a baccalaureate um, reception a couple days ago as from recording this, and uh, we had just the privilege to be able to go talk to a bunch of high school students that are graduating and um, got to be able to give them a little bit of, uh, I guess, some advice on what we would have liked to have known when we were graduating um, high school and moving on to the next stage. So um, kind of the theme of the, the talk is um, about your identity and who you are and where that lies. Um, we really hope that you enjoy it, um, take it into heart, and um, always remember that you are a child of God. Uh, no matter what, from the beginning, since you were born to the day that you die, you will always be a child of God. Enjoy. Thanks, guys. Uh, it's quite an honor, actually, to be up here. Um, like Jeremy said, uh, I'm from here. If you guys don't know me, I'm Lance Lucas. I graduated in 2014 from Wheaton High. Um, went off to school in East Nebraska at Doan University. Um, <clears throat> This is my wife Paige here. She graduated in Kearney Catholic High School over in Kearney, Nebraska. Um, and uh, we've, we've been married since 2018. Like Jeremy said, we, uh, sorry, is this better? Can everyone hear me? Is this a little bit better? Sorry about that. Do I need to restart? Maybe? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, so we've been married since 2018. Um, like Jeremy said, we got two kids. Um, we're now over in Torrington, been there for about a year. Please don't hold that against me too much. I am wearing my blue and gold tonight for a reason, because I know where my roots are. So, um, no, um, we were pretty honored that Jeremy asked us to, to come up here and to speak to you guys about this. Um, he gave us a, kind of a prompt of what to, what to talk about. It was, you know, what, what would you like to know as a, as a graduate going into the world? Wow, that leaves the door open for a lot of different things to talk about, right? Um, so as Paige and I kind of talked a little bit more, we, uh, we realized that there was pretty something, something pretty clear that happened in our lives that, um, that we, we want to talk about tonight. So, um, so talking to, to these, these graduates here, um, you know, what's the number one question you guys are getting asked right now? I mean, it's pretty, pretty clear what a lot of people are going to be asking you this whole year as you continue you know, when grad parties are happening and everyone's going to be wondering what's next, you know, what's, what are you going to do next? What's the next big thing? Where are you going? Um, and that's, that's valid. It's a valid question, right? We're, we're stepping into that next step of, um, college and to the workforce or whatever, whatever we're going to be going to. Um, and so it's a valid question, but we've gotten so locked in on this mindset of focusing on what's next. What's the next thing that we're going to be doing? that we kind of forget what we're really doing. We forget to live in the present moment. And there's a bigger question that we should be asking ourselves first. Um, the bigger question we should ask ourselves first is, is who are we? You know, what is our identity? Where does that lie? And there's a lot of us, and Paige and I can both attest to this, but I mean, for me, I mean, a lot of other people, our identity is why in school, as a student, or in sports, as an athlete, or as a musician, or an artist, there's a lot of different identities, and those are all good, good identities, but they're temporal. 
They don't last. At some point, they're going to come to an end. But there's one identity that's not going to come to an end, right? That identity is who we are as a child of God. That is our core, core identity, that we are a child of God. That we are sons and daughters of the Father. Nothing can take that away from us. And that, that was from the beginning, from when we were born, that will be our identity until the day we die. And when we keep that at the center, we keep that identity that we are a child of God at the center of who we are, all those other identities then can come to, to fruition. That, that identity as a student, that identity is as, a, as an athlete, and, and so on as we get into the careers that we choose. That identity can be, can be elevated. We keep that identity that we are a child of God at the center of who we are, at the foundation. So with that, I, if you guys get nothing else out of this talk, I want you guys to remember that you are a child of God and that you are a son and daughter of the Father. And always remember that as you go forward. And I'm going to kind of get this off the page, and she's going to kind of go into um, what that looks like. Okay, so now that we know what our identity is, the next big question is, how do I live that out? Because it almost seems easier to live out identity of, I'm a musician, I'm a student, this is what I do, but how do I live as a son or daughter of Jesus? And there are three main parts that we found to be critical to living out your faith. One is relationship, two, identity, three is mission. So R-I-M, or RIM, is the acronym that's helped us remember that before we start focusing on our mission, there are two really important steps that we have to focus on too. So when looking at relationship, we like to jump to Mark's gospel. So in Mark's gospel, Jesus' baptism, he comes out of the Jordan River. The heavens are open. God the Father says, you are my beloved son, and with you I am well pleased. Jesus had this intimate relationship with the Father, and it wasn't based on anything that he did. Jesus hadn't performed any miracle at this point, so it wasn't because he healed someone. It's the Father looked at him and said, I love you for who you are and not what you do. And he looks at each one of us and says the same. You don't have to earn his love. He says, I love you for you. We just have to open our hearts to the abundant love that is already there. And as a child of the Father, you are now called to represent him and to live like him. And the foundational way to do that is through prayer. And as someone once said, prayer isn't just talking to God, it's truly that relationship with him. Christ desires to have a personal relationship with you. And we can respond to that by entering into prayer every day, looking at the scriptures and finding more ways to open our hearts to him. So that next part in RIM is identity. And I already mentioned that, you know, what that identity is, is, is in Christ. And I kind of want to talk to you guys a little bit about my, my journey to figuring out what this identity was um, in my own, my own life. And so, um, you know, me and, and I school sitting in your guys' shoes, graduates, I, I was that person that cared about sports. That's all I did. And my sister had to follow me everywhere, and she hates me for it now. Not really. But um, no, I, that was my identity. It was sports. It was. It was, it was school. I mean, I had I dreamed big. I, I wanted to become a dentist, and so I had to put emphasis on that. Um, my friends, I cared about what my friends were and, and my relationships that I had. I graduated, like I said, I went to school over in, in Nebraska, and that was my chance to start new. It was all over in East Nebraska. I knew no one. No one knew who I was. It was my chance to start new. I was like, perfect. This is great. 
guess what? I fell into the same trap that I did my entire life. And you can't blame, you can't blame me, you can't blame anybody. When you do that, that's ingrained in you for so long, that's what you're gonna do, right? And so, um, you know, I was over there, I was going on a wrestling scholarship, and so I ingrained myself, I went all in on, on my wrestling, and went all in on my schooling, and my friends, I wanted to make sure I found right friends in my relationships. But I continued to, to feel empty, just not, didn't really have that purpose. Um, and then, next year, someone came into my life, Paige. Um, and uh, we, we started talking a little bit, and I kind of was like, okay, there's something different about her. But I, I didn't know what it was, but there's something different. And the more time we spent together, the more time we talked, the more I realized that she had that identity in Christ. I saw it, and she lived that out. And so that led to us talking more about faith. That led to us talking more about prayer, getting into prayer. And, and I just I realized that this is important. But the thing was is I... I was doing it for her. I was getting into this for Paige. Again, it wasn't for myself. I was making this identity because that's what she was doing. That's, that's what I want to do. I want to spend more time with her. Um, that was pretty much all sophomores. Junior year, I'll kind of go quickly through this. Junior year, uh, a lot of things happened in my life. Um, Paige decided to transfer schools in Ohio, so she went across the country. Uh, we stayed dating during that time. Uh, during that time, also, I kind of had a falling out with the wrestling team. Uh, my friends, they kind of were... Uh, busy with their extracurricular activities, and I felt alone. I lost everything, not everything, but wrestling wasn't there. My identity for so long, sports. My friends weren't there because they were busy doing other things. My girlfriend at the time, she was gone somewhere else. And that left me with Christ. That left me with wondering, how am I going to make this relationship for myself? So I spent more time in prayer. I started actually getting into prayer and scripture myself. I started to, to go to church a little bit more, have a little bit more meeting with it. And it soon became that that was who my identity was. That's where I found that peace that I was longing for for so long, was in that identity in Christ as a son of God. And it didn't matter. And then as I continued on in, into dental school, man, there was a lot of trials in that time. And I could have gotten really wrapped up in a lot of that. But because I, I had that centered, in my heart, that my identity is in God, uh, I found a lot of peace through those tough times. And I'm not sitting up here saying that I'm, I'm perfect at it, that I, I got to figure it out. No, I'm still working at it, as everyone else is, is working at that too. But because of that, because I was able to make this identity my foundation, I had a lot of peace through those tough times, through those trials. When everything was taken away from me, I had Jesus right there with me. I had him right there in my heart. So in regards to mission, Jesus invites you to be a radical light to this world, but that fire has to start in our hearts first. It has to encounter that radical love, revealing our truest identity to ourselves, and from there flows our mission. And so when that really happens, or what usually happens, at least for me in my experience, was I got so focused on the mission and my track, I was like, this is how I'm going to fit in. That's why I'm going to fit in with people and get my identity. Um, but I became enslaved to them, and I was getting my worth from them. And in Galatians 5.13, it says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. And the last part of that verse is what all of our missions should be about. To serve. To be a gift to one another. We all have different missions, but... 
in the end, we should all have the same end goal. So whatever career, endeavor, vocation you find yourself in, the purpose of it is to be a gift. But the first part of the verse is a key to being a gift, which is living in freedom of who we are first. When we have our full confidence of our identity of being a child of God, we realize that we ourselves are a gift. And if we realize that, then we can truly give to other people. You are a gift, and you are a gift that God fearfully and wonderfully made with different talents, personalities, um, ta like gifts, passions, and those will all be integrated in the mission that he designed for you. And when we experience the freedom that comes with realizing what a gift we are, then we can freely give to others. And I wish I could say, do these three simple steps, it's going to be easy, but it's not. Like Lance is saying, it's really hard. And so probably one of the most important qualities to have on the mission is grit. Because there are days that's going to be difficult and an attitude of resiliency needs to happen in the mind and the heart. And there are different ways to define grit, but our favorite definition of it is a combination of passion and perseverance. Following Christ in every area of our life is not the safe, easy choice. It is risky. You're going to risk some people may not accept you. You're going to risk that love requires sacrifice, and sacrifice can be really uncomfortable. But you are not made for comfort. You are made for greatness. And if you know your identity in Christ, that leads to passion for him. And when we have that passion for him, it allows us to persevere on the mission that he has set before you. So now we've kind of gone through RIM. We've gone through relationship, identity, and mission. And now how, if that's great and all, but there's something else that is, is needed with all that, and, and that's community. And guys, we can look around at this room right now and look at this. This is pretty sweet that we all got to come here tonight and get to have supper and enjoy fellowship with each other. I mean, this community is, is incredible. Like, I grew up in it. I love it. And, um, but you got to have that. And, and that community is, is always changing. Um, the saying that says you are... Uh, the five closest people, close the five closest people to you is who you are. Um, think about that. Think about that in your own life. I ask everyone, but you know, graduates, think about that, and remember that you are who you become, or who you surround yourself with is who you become. And so, make sure that those people that you're surrounding yourself with are like-minded, that are on that same mission with you, that have that same identity that's rooted in Christ. And let's hope that one of those five people is Jesus, that he's there with you, that he's one of those five people that you spend the most time with. Um, it's, we, we have found that to be pretty impactful in our lives as we have grown and, as I've like said, gone on and, and come back. And the people that we have put into our lives, it's changed. And I think everyone can attest here that friends change over time, and that's okay. We're there for a reason. but. Spend that time with the people that are going to have similar, similar likeness, similar mindset to you and making sure that Christ is at that center. So to close, we hope that wherever you choose to go, that you'll keep God at the center and seek him in all that you do. Truly believe that you are a gift. And live life with open hands, not clenched. When we live life with open hands, we're able to receive from the Father when we surrender to him but we're also able to give freely to other people. So with relationship, identity, and mission and community, 
You can live out what God has set before you. And a favorite quote of ours that we'd like to end with was said by St. Catherine of Siena, who said, Be who God meant you to be, and you will set the world on fire. Thank you. Thank you.